And welcome back to another episode of Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. And in the last episode, I started talking about how we need to change our mindset about money. We need to get away from the world's view that money can buy you power. Money is everything in this world. It is not. We need to change the mindset and realize that Jesus is all that we need. If you have Jesus, you have all that you need. And I hope you get to the same mindset that I have, and that is you can have all the riches and all the money in this world. Just give me Jesus. That is what I hope that you get to. And we talked about how what my money philosophy was and how to make God the God of your finances. And then I started talking about this important concept of giving biblically and how it's important that we lay up treasures in heaven rather than here on earth. And that it's important to give back to God. He wants us to give back to him. I also mentioned in the last episode that one of the most talked about topics that Jesus mentioned was money because he knew that it was going to be an issue in our lives. And one of the most important concepts that I mentioned in the last one as well was that we are not to fall in love with money because then that leads to greediness that can lead to all kinds of evil. And that puts money before God. And we don't want to do that, of course. In the Christian walk, nothing should come between us and God. And it's very easy, again, to fall into the trap of this world and believe that money is everything. Money will buy everything that we need, but that is just simply not true. I want to now take us to the book of Malachi, and we're going to look at what biblical giving looks like. And Malachi 3.10, I teach a Bible study to kids with my mom, and they have to learn a different amount of verses, and they learn where their books of the Bible are, and this is one of the verses they have to learn. And they like learning this one because it's one of the longer ones that they have to learn. And I'm so glad that this is in one of the cycles because, again, it is about biblical giving. Malachi 3.10, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no need for any more. And this is not the prosperity gospel. I think sometimes the prosperity gospel likes to use this verse and say, see, it says, you know, if you give back and if you give to the church, God will bless you beyond anything that you can ever think or imagine. But here's what my argument about this is. And that is, it does not say he will bless you with money. It says he will bless you. And I believe that he will bless us with the things that money cannot buy, a family that loves and cares about you, friends that love and care about you, um, a job that you love and that you enjoy, a church family that you can turn to in times of need. Those are the things that money cannot buy. Remember, our God cannot be bought. And that is what I believe he is talking about. He wants us to test him. He wants us to give back to him. God's not afraid to be tested. He says in that verse, test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and the floodgates and and bless you beyond anything that you can ever think or imagine. And I can tell you that I have found in my life that that is completely true. And and I think we as Christians, again, get caught up and and, and we look at what others have. And I don't want to say we get confused, but we kind of look at this verse and say, okay, God, I'm giving back to you. But you know, you may look at a millionaire or a billionaire and say, well, they've got a lot more than I have. But I would argue, no, they don't because they don't have the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And you look around you and I think God God gives us this perspective of look around you, look at all the blessings that I have blessed you with. And he continues to bless us when we give back to him. So that is, I think, the biggest takeaway that we can have from Malachi 3.10. And something else that I think is very important is as far as giving back to the kingdom, 
something that I have found that works for me and that I think is also important to understand. And again, you will not hear this in the prosperity gospel. You will not hear this from Joel Osteen or from Benny Hinn. It is the truth. And that is, if you give back to the kingdom, God does not sit there and say, you have to give to the church. He says, we are to give back to him. And so uh, if you can find a ministry that you feel comfortable in supporting, then, I, then you can give to them. Now, uh, I give to both. I, I On occasion, I will give to an organization, and then I will also give to my church as well. I give to both. Uh, I, I want my money to go to the kingdom. And again, remember, it's all his to begin with. He does not need our money, but he will use our money, and we are to seek him first with our finances. And so again, I just encourage you, maybe you're already giving to your church, and that is great. Maybe you're not as comfortable with doing that. And find a ministry out there that you feel comfortable in supporting. A lot of ministries that are 501c3s, I wouldn't give just so you can get the tax write-off because, again, that's not a good intent of the heart. But a lot of them have to post how they use their finances. And if you check out their websites, a lot of the times you will see it there. They'll say this percentage goes to the ministry, this percentage goes to administrative cost, and et cetera, et cetera. And so, again, just find a ministry that you feel comfortable in supporting. You can give your time to them. You can give to both. And I believe in the Bible, it also talks about giving 10%. And I think that is a good amount. But also, here's what I have found that has worked for me. I just prayed and asked God, God, give me an amount. What amount would I be comfortable with giving? And I want it to be at least 10%. And of course, he knew that. He knows He knows our hearts. But I said, what amount is a good amount? And, and he gave me an amount. And that's the amount that I have been giving uh, each month to either, again, the ministry or to my local church. And so again, that's what I encourage you to do. I just encourage you to ask God to give you an amount. And maybe that amount that comes to you right away is the 10% of what you make. And you say that that's easy for me to do, then then do that. But if you're saying, God, I want it to make the most impact. I, I want to give back to you. What amount do you want me to give? If you ask him, he will give you that amount. Something else that I also want to talk about before I move on to the next thing, and that is when we're talking about giving back to him, it's important that we understand the concept of first fruits. And a lot of the times the God spoke in terms that he knew we would understand. And the first fruits are we are to give back to God first before we do anything else, before we pay any bills, we are to give back to him first. That is the first fruits of our labors, giving to him first and then giving the rest away or taking care of whatever else is in our lives. And again, if you give to him first, I guarantee you he will take care of whatever comes left. You may say, well, I'm not sure uh, how I would make it, but we are to give to him first from our first fruits. Something else that's very important is he does not want us to give just because he said so. He doesn't want to force us to give just like he doesn't force us to love him or force us to come to know Jesus. It is a choice. He wants us to give and it makes him happy when we give, but we are to be a cheerful giver. As we are reminded in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. He's not saying we have to give everything away, but again, before we pay anything else, we are to give back to him. And I guarantee you, he won't leave us out to dry. He has invested too much in, in us. He invested his only son to pay the price 
for our sins. He has way too much invested in us, and he has always honored giving back to him first. And so again, that is my encouragement to you. Again, just kind of to reset things where we're talking about changing our mindset about money. God does not care how much money we have. He wants us to give back to him. But the most important thing that we have to remember is that if we have Jesus, then we have all that we need. One of the the lessons that I found or one of the passages that I found that I think we can also learn a big lesson from is the two widows mites, or also it's also called the widow's offering. And it's Mark 12, 41 to 44. And I think this is a perfect example of giving back to God, but it's not talking about, it, it talks about money, but that's not what it's talking about giving back. And I'll explain that after I read the passage again, Mark 12, 41 to 44. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him, and he said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had all she had to live on. She gave everything that she had to God. And that's what we are to do. Sometimes I think that we we say our lives belong to him, but we don't give our full life, our full heart to him. And that is a lesson that we can learn from that passage is that we are to give all of ourselves, everything that we have to him. We're not to give out of abundance. We're not to say, God, you can have this area of my life and that area and this area and that area, but you can't come into my financial area or whatever area of that life that it may be that you have not given to him. We are to give all of ourselves over to God. Many of you know, but some who may not know me, I've worked in the Christian radio business for the last 10 years, and I have been to several concerts and events and working in radio and working in the media. Oftentimes, I can get a backstage pass, and a backstage pass or an all-access pass gives you access to pretty much go anywhere and do anything that you want. Meet the artist, go, and usually the food in the back is always great. That's always a highlight. But anyway, it gives you unfettered access to go anywhere that you want, and that's what we need to give to God. We've said, okay, God, my life is yours. Every area of my life is yours, except we have the door shut to certain areas, and we say, yeah, but I want to still be in control of this. That's not what the Christian walk is about. It's about surrendering and turning every part of our life over to him. Jesus has that all access pass to our lives, or at least so we say, we've got to open the door and let him come in and let him be the Lord of every part of our lives. And before I close out today's podcast, I want to talk to the business owners real quick. And again, talking about giving him every part of our lives, those of you that own businesses, would say your business is part of your life. But my question to you would be, have you turned your business over to him, fully over to him? Because if you do, then it's his business and he is the God of that business. And that's what I consider to be truly a Christian business is one that is run by God. It is in his control. You are there. You are, we are stewards and we are servants of his, but we are there to have him be our guide and guide us through that. And I know many businesses have struggled in the last three years with COVID. And, you know, you may have had to shut down for a while. You may be having trouble finding 
needing help. It seems like a lot of places are still hiring. And, and I know things are more expensive. Things are harder. But if you have not given your business fully over to him, I encourage you to do that. As I just talked about that lesson that we learned, we are to give all of ourselves, all of our lives over to him and let him be the God of our lives. And uh, one of the fears, I think, with business owners is you may say, well, what happens if it fails? If it fails, then it fails. Maybe that's God's will for it to fail. Maybe he's got something else planned. Maybe he can take what you have learned in that business and apply it somewhere else and you can help others in a different area of your life. God never wastes anything. That's very important to know. He never wastes anything. So he can take our experiences. He can use them later down the road. It's not for us to sit here and try and figure out what God is doing. I know it's human nature. I do it too. I'm sitting here going, well, I don't understand this, God. Why are you doing this? And it's just let go and let God. Let him be in charge because he is in the construction business, not the destruction. He'll never destroy us. He will always build us up. And if you're honoring him, and you are giving him the glory, then I believe that your business will succeed. If he is your guide, then I believe that you will have many, many success. This world pushes a lot of things on businesses, and especially those who claim to be Christian. They want you to support their ideology or beliefs, or they say, well, you have to do this in your business. You have to cater to this type of people. And I just encourage you to stand strong. If if you are being guided by God, don't sway. Don't, don't get away from that. Paul encouraged the the church in Philippi in Philippians 1 27 and he wrote only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel I can't tell you how much it warms my heart and I know it warms God's heart when there are business owners out there that have given their business over to God he is the guide and they are not standing for what the world is trying to push on them the, this this woke ideology, this, you have to do this, you have to cater to this amount of group. When they stand firm and say, I am standing on my beliefs, I am standing on the truth of God's word. I cannot tell you how much I want to go out and support that business. And I do try and support the business if I can and and how much it warms God's heart and it makes him smile and it makes his heart happy when we stand on the truth of his word. When we stand on the truth of his word, he will always honor that. He always has and he always will. And another thing that kind of drives me crazy sometimes are some businesses that claim to be Christian or hold Christian values, but then they'll support companies or, you know, if they're a media company or a marketing company, they will let other companies that do not hold their values at all, advertise with them, and they give up their values for money. And again, that's where the love of money comes in. And that is why it is so dangerous, because money is very enticing. It's very tempting, and it will make many get away from their values and their hard and their strong held beliefs. And it's dangerous to claim to be a Christian and to say you support Christian beliefs and you don't. First John 2, 3 through 5. And by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this, we may know that we are in him. 
Wow, how powerful that is from the book of 1 John. If we say we know him, but we do not keep his commandments, we do not stand fast on his truth, you are a liar and the truth is not in you because you are letting money dictate your decisions. And so many businesses do that these days. They let money do the talking instead of letting God do the talking and let him being the guide. And finally, before I close things out, I just want to encourage my brothers and sisters in Christ to just be cautious about the businesses that you are supporting. Uh, Support companies that hold Christian values as often as you can. And there are some businesses that that may not hold Christian values, but they are not pushing it on you. And I don't think we're going to be responsible for that, but I do think we will be held responsible for supporting companies that we know do not stand on Christian values. Three of the companies that I can think of right off the top of my head, Target, Starbucks, and Disney. Those are three of the, what I would argue, the wokest companies or companies that have really pushed an agenda that is not biblically based. And so if you're going out and you're continuing to spend money with them, I just encourage you to stop. Stop it today. There are so many other options out there, and that's where I think we'll be held responsible. You can shop somewhere besides Target. You can, there are coffee places, it seems like, just about on every corner. There are places you can get coffee besides Starbucks, and there are definitely other media companies that have entertainment for children besides Disney or for family entertainment as well. So there are many other options. And so, you know, you may say, well, I love Disney or uh, I've always loved Disney. Well, you know what? Again, when when places start to reveal themselves and they start to tell you what they stand for, and then if you still support them, again, that's between you and God. I'm just telling you, it is a, a big conviction in my life if I know what a company stands for, I am not going to support them if they do not stand on Christian biblical values, because I don't believe I could stand before God and sit there and say, God, I I did everything that I could. I tried to support companies that stood on your word. So again, the takeaway from today is money is not everything that the world says that it is. And I encourage you to bring God into every area of your life, just like we learned from that lesson of the the widow's offering. We are to make God and give everything to him and make him the God of every part of our life. And uh, business owners, if, if you have not given God your business, I just encourage you, give God your business, make him the one that is in charge, and then see what he does. Let's have a quick prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for reminding us and for giving us your word and for helping us understand that money is not everything, that if we have Jesus, we have you in our lives, then that is all that we need. I pray that there are many out there that if they have not made you the God of their finances, that they would do that today and that they would bring you into that area of your life. I pray for the business owners, and if they have not turned their business over to you, they would turn their business over and let you run the business. Lord, you have blessed us beyond anything that we could ever think or imagine. Thank you so much for all of your grace and your mercy. And most of all, thank you for sending Jesus to pay the price that we owed at Calvary. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. This is Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. Remember, Jesus is King, Maranatha, and God bless. Until next time.